Welcome to We Are His Servants Bible Study, a Bible study that breaks down each book chapter by chapter to give you a little bit more insight and application in your daily life. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there is something for you. Please hit the follow button and check us out on all major platforms. Now to the show. Full stop. All right. Hey, welcome back uh, to another uh, episode with us. This is Matt with We Are a Servants Podcast. Um, this week or today, we'll be jumping into Genesis chapter 27. So this chapter is uh, Jacob. He's he's back on the road again here. Um, this this chapter, is, there's a couple, couple verses I'm sure that I'll pinpoint and kind of pull out that I enjoyed uh, reading a lot. And I'm sure John and I will dive dive into those on Friday also. Um, but here he is, he's on the road, um, he's heading back to his mom's hometown, just like we discussed in the previous chapter, Padanaram, or however you say that, um, and the chapter opens up with him having like a little, a little chit chat, um, with some of the local shepherds, um, yeah, I think this is kind of in the, the days before Google Maps and all that and street signs, so he gets there, he doesn't even really know where he is, so he asks the shepherds like, you know, who are you and where are you from, to just kind of see where he is. Um, luck would have it. He's in the right place. turns out good for him. Um, so he's in Padanaram, or they said, um, I think it's in, in verse 4 here, that they are um, in the land of Haran, which is where he's going to. Um, so he's having a conversation with them, kind of trying to you know, get to know them stuff, and ask them, like, hey, do you, know, do you know Uncle Laban? He didn't really say it like that, but that's pretty much what he's saying. Is like, he's basically trying to find out, like, do you know who, my, you know who this man is? Who's my uncle? And they say, yes, we know him. And he asks, well, is he well? And they say, yes, he's well. And then they're like, oh, oh yeah, and here's his daughter coming down right now to do you know, her, her daily stuff, which is you know, to get water ready for the, the shepherds, for the, the sheep and the, uh, the cattle and stuff like that. Um, and the next few verses actually kind of make me laugh because if you read it the way I read it, which, which is with a little bit of too much imagination probably, he sees her and he immediately starts kind of trying to shoo away the shepherds. He's like, yo, don't you got some people to go to water or some sheeps to get together or whatever? You're like, you want to head on out? And they're like, well, the well's still covered, dude. Like, there's a rock on it, and we don't have all the, the people, the sheep here to even do it. And he just kind of casually goes over and, like, moves this rock by himself. He's like, oh, look at these arms. Look at these muscles, dude. I, I'll get rid of this rock. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like a little Hercules. And I think part of that's all, also to, like, yo, what's up, Rachel? You see this? You, you, you see that? Yeah, you saw that. So it, that, that part always makes me laugh. And I could be completely wrong in reading it that way, but read it for yourself. That's what it says. He went over there by himself or moved a rock. I think he's trying to show off. Anyway, you read it and tell me if I'm wrong. But, you know, whatever. So anyway, he, he meets Rachel, and he's talking with her um, in the following verses here. And he kind of introduces who he is. Like, hey, you know, I am your aunt's son. You know, I am Rebecca's son. And then he like, greets her with a kiss and starts crying, which... Greeting her with a kiss is kind of normal tradition. That's not a big deal. But then he starts weeping. And you're like, man, he's like strong and sensitive. But like, keep it together, dude. Like, what's going on here? Uh, I'm sure there's more to the story than that. But he, he clearly was weeping. And like, it's to me reading it now, I was like, dude, keep it together, bro. Like, come on now. You're like trying to impress this woman. You threw this giant rock. You look you look strong, but now you're crying. It's weird. Uh, she leaves. That's pretty much how it reads. It's like, hey, kiss, what's up? I'm crying. And she just leaves to like go off and tell her dad. Hey, like your sister's son is here, um, and that's around verse between eleven and fourteen is when all this is happening. And and he, the dad comes out to meet him. You know, he's excited, like, oh man! He actually meets him and says, like, this is my bone and my flesh. Is how he, how he greets him. Um, which again, that part makes me laugh. It's kind of subtle, but if you look back in Genesis twenty four verse fifty three, uh, I'll just read it for you. Let me let me flip back there. I, I, 
to me, it's funny. And I'm, again, I'm a child. I like to see things in pictures. And, but last time they, they saw, they met each other. And it says, The servants brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also her brother, which is the man we're talking about, Laban, and to her mother, uh, these precious things. So the last time they saw him, they were like giving him like gold and silver and nice clothes. So obviously he's running out to be like, yo, what's up, dude? You know, last time I saw you, you were like hooking me up with like treasure. So I'm obviously going to come out and see you and like greet you well. You know, you're my bone and my flesh. What's up? So again, reading it like a child, I can't help it. It's funny. I think he's, he's a normal dude looking for some treasures, whatever. So... Um, the story goes on from there where, you know, he greets him and invites him to stay with him. Um, and you'll, you'll see actually that he stays with him for a month. And around that time, Laban, his uncle is like, Hey, you're welcome to stay here. But like, if you're going to stay here, you have to stay for a cause. Like I'll hire you, but what do you want your, your pay to be? And the, the kind of little story that's happening in the background here that you really aren't privy to about till this around this moment is that. When Jacob arrives, it's like this love at first sight story. He falls in love with Rebecca. He sees Rebecca as the first friendly face. And yeah, I get it. It's his cousin. We won't get into the this part about that. That That's still legal until Leviticus 18. Like no one said you can't marry your cousin yet. So he's fallen in love with Rachel. So he says, hey, uncle, like I'll stay and I'll work for you for seven years. Almost like a dowry. Like I'll work for your, for your daughter's hand in marriage and I'll work for seven years pretty much without pay. I'll work for just food and a place to stay. And that way I can have her as my wife. And he agrees to it. Um, and the story goes on and it actually says in there that he works for the seven years. And it, it says that those seven years went like, felt like just a daze because he was so in love that it seemed like no time at all. Um, and we're trying to find the verse where it says that we're 20. Yeah. Verse 20. Um, and it seemed unto him but a few days, for he loved her, right? So no big deal. And then in the very next verse, verse 21, Jacob goes to Laban, his uncle, like, with a, like, hey, it's been seven years. Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled. Like, yo, uncle, my seven years are up. Give me my wife. And Uncle Laban's like, all right, cool. Let's prepare some stuff. I'll get a wedding feast together. We're going to have this awesome thing. And back then, weddings were like, like a week-long event. Like, it was a big thing. Like, and I'm sure it as we proceed here, there's probably some, uh, Oh, how to put this plot. There's probably some drunkenness happening. I'm going to assume, and I could be wrong because also traditions where the wife wore a veil the entire time. And you didn't see her face until after the wedding was consummated and all the stuff during that week. So maybe it was, but there's definitely some trickery. Um, so at the end of this wedding, um, uncle Laban gives his other daughter, uh, Leah to be his wife. He wakes up the morning after. Jacob wakes up the morning after the wedding and is like, oh, no. Laban switched Leah for Rachel on my wedding night. Like, what's going on here? Um, so, obviously, that's a pretty significant event. Um, and he goes and confronts his uncle. and is like, Uncle Laban, like, what's up? And my favorite verse in this chapter, because it's like, it's like a sick burn, is in, is in uh, 26. And Laban said, it must not be done so in this country to give the younger before the firstborn. So... This is pretty significant to me because it points de- like directly towards the deception of Jacob mm-hmm. in, in the previous verses, in the previous, uh, I should say, in Genesis 25, when he stole the birthright for the stew, and then Genesis 27, when him and his mother got the, the, the fake blessing that we are just talking about, um, and that led to later in chapter 27, where he has to like run for his life from his brother. Um, so obviously, he's like, hey, I know how you've done it. 
I don't know if he really know, meant this, but I know how you've done it to your brother, but we don't do it like that in this, this country. So it's kind of like a, you reap what you sow kind of moment. So I think that's a pretty ironic twist, and I like it. Um, so immediately he's like, okay, well, you got me. I guess I'm technically married to Leah now, but they come to another agreement and, hey, I'll serve another seven years for Rachel. So he does that. And seven and seven, that's 14 years of work for the, the wife that he wanted. I'm married right now for just over 14 years. I can tell you this, 14 years to work for a woman you're not even married to. Oh, my <laughs> goodness gracious. Um, so he does it. They get married and life goes on. And I, I think it's the, 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 the way this chapter ends, uh, it's really 31 through the rest of the chapter, which is 35. Um, it, it's, it's interesting to me that the way God intervenes in a way, uh, it, the 31 starts uh, that when the Lord saw that Leah was hated. So Leah, the wife that Jacob never wanted, Rachel, the wife he wanted. So obviously in this day and age, having a son, you know, was like, the end all be all like you wanted a son to carry on your name. And that's the person that's going to take over your family name and do all the stuff that we've discussed in previous, previous uh, podcasts. But he doesn't get a son with Rachel. She wasn't conceiving, but here comes Leah. She has four sons actually in this chapter. Um, the first one, uh, Reuben, which is his name is actually behold a son, almost like, yo dude, here's your son. Hey, do you love me now? And yet nothing, no love, you know? So then, he gets pregnant again, and she names him uh, Simeon, which is uh, interpreted one who hears, which I think is more pointing to God. Like, God hears my cries, and he understands that I'm sad, and I, I need help. Has an, a third son named Levi, uh, which is interpreted as attached. Um, and then the fourth son, Judah, uh, which actually just is interpreted, praise the Lord. Um, so we could dive into that more on Friday, like why the names are there and what that means for Leah and all this stuff. But... Overall, this chapter is pretty wild. I think there's some pretty funny stuff that happens to me. You know, him coming in and being Hercules and crying in front of his future second wife and all sorts of awkwardness of his, you know, father-in-law slash uncle uh, that happens. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting chapter. I think it's pretty pretty cool information here, and it, it'll be fun to uh, unpack on Friday. So that's all I got for today. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, listen again on Friday. And uh, yeah, later. We did it. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. You know, our thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. Without him, we would be nothing, and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend.